Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Les Jackson. The other guy sitting over there is Fred Staub. He will actually speak momentarily, but (laughs) we want to welcome you to our usual lineup of just always changing stories in the automotive industry. Also, uh, an at-the-wheel review, and let's get started. Yeah, Les, we're starting off with uh, kind of a... Oh, I'm going to annoy you now because you love jargon. A a 30,000-foot view of (laughs) the automotive uh, world. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, You love, I know you love those things. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, one automotive executive says, overall, new vehicle prices are way out of hand, and he's got a way to fix them. And we'll see, we'll kick it around if we think it's a good idea, right? Well, any idea that lowers prices is a good idea unless unless it doesn't work um, but anyway jeep uh, freshens its cherokee lineup may have plans for a powerful and efficient new engine too they always slip in new engines they do they do so we'll tell you about that and then we are going to ask a question what's the future of the subaru wrx sti it may not be it may not have a future, <laughs> so we'll tell yeah. you about that. And uh, of course, they do still sell the WRX, which is a lot of fun. But you're going to pay uh, significant amounts of money for that. It is not inexpensive. Uh, yeah, but it is a lot of fun. And then I'm going <clears> to <throat> have an at-the-wheel review of the Hyundai Santa Cruz. If you like the Tucson, well. This is a Tucson uh, with a pickup truck bed in the back. It's going to take on the likes of the Honda Ridgeline and some others. And it seems like this segment is uh, heating up. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. And I, I think it was a great idea from the folks over at Hyundai to uh, play in this market and kind of modify one of their vehicles. And uh, we'll tell you all about it because... Uh, I liked it. I actually have to say, I'll, I, I overall like the vehicle, and it has to be for you. You know, probably most people would be better off with a regular SUV, and I'm sure they'll sell more of those. But the Santa Cruz is an interesting vehicle. You and I talked about them. Uh, Hyundai getting into the pickup truck business for a long time. Yep. They yep. had all kind of concepts, and uh, they. Uh, you know, they they finally did it. By yep, I really liked driving it uh, back in the fall. I I just was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that and more on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. When we come back, we'll jump into that executive saying cars are just too expensive. What are you going to do about it? What is he going to do about it? We'll tell you on Cruise Control. Mm-hmm. 
Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. If you've been listening to the show, you know Les and I have been talking about the average price of vehicles now screaming up to $47,000 per vehicle, average price. You could still get stuff a lot cheaper, but i uh, tell you what, you go in now to a dealer and uh, with all the factors considered, you probably will be looking at something just south of $50,000. Hard to believe, yeah. Les. I mean, it seems like it jumped very quickly up to that kind of number. We say that if people have not been to a dealer in a long time, and maybe they have a 10-year-old vehicle or something, and they're looking at buying a new vehicle, they're going to walk into a nightmare, aren't they? <clears throat> the I, I've said this a number of times. Um, for decades and decades and decades, the average transaction price of a typical middle-of-the-road uh, new vehicle has represented 22 to 24 weeks of household income right? for the average household. Now it's over 40 weeks. Wow. So it's just crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. And with, uh, you know, market adjustments <laughs> oh. uh, uh, that, uh, you know, sometimes totaling $25,000 or more. Um, we're going to tell you one story about the Hummer EV uh, later that will really make you scratch your head why anyone would want to pay that much of a markup. But um, so with the prices up that high, Stellantis CEO Carlos Taveras, of course, Stellantis is um, Chrysler and Dodge and uh, Fiat Alpha. and Alpha. You know, we say that because I don't think that name is really... Punched, no. punched hard in, in the brand. It doesn't resonate with a lot of people. No, it doesn't resonate with a lot of people. I say uh, Stellantis, and they're like, what's that? So uh, this is an article in the Detroit Bureau. Uh, Tavares said he made it clear it, it is a problem that the price has got out of hand. And he said there are certain factors like uh, semiconductor chip shortage and made it a buyer's market. But overall, he feels that it is out of hand, uh, that they should not be that expensive. So what he's doing is he's kind of doing a bit of decontenting. In other words, there will be things like smaller screens, eliminating some standard features. Um, but the problem is, by doing that, uh, I think a lot of people want you know, it's not that big a difference. You know, it's a few thousand dollars. Right. I would like, if I'm going to keep the vehicle for a long time, a heated steering wheel, heated seats, a better mm -hmm. screen. Um, so he's, his view is to kind of decontent them a little bit. And he, he draws on uh, the Ford Maverick, which he says it begins at under $20,000. Thanks to keeping things simple, like crank windows and overall back to basic approach features. I don't know. Is decontenting the way to go here? I don't, I don't, I never liked that, you know? Well, I don't believe decontenting will really work because we live in a, in a very spoiled society. Yeah. And, and people, once they're used to what they have, 
uh, will say, no, I, I won't buy that. Well, my, you know what my steering wheel heater is in my uh, vehicle? Gloves? Gloves. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yes, the steering wheel is cold. Yes, I have a pair of uh, $10 gloves. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, my, you know, what I have to say about my very base level Mazda is you have a steering wheel? <laughs> By the way, uh, by the way, we are going to do a story later about the federal government, NHTSA, approving, saying that you don't need to have a steering wheel in cars anymore. Well, that's wonderful news. <laughs> well, for <laughs> autonomous cars, in other words. Right, yeah. right. So uh, the idea, what else can they do? Uh, I think the way one way to do it is somehow sell stuff for MSRP. You know, and and yeah. get away from just basically, in some cases, the price of another car being tacked onto your original car, especially cars that are designated like the Ionic 5 uh, that's designated as an inexpensive electric entry-level vehicle. Uh, just to mark that up, I think they had it marked up well over $50,000, and that's crazy, you know, so... I don't think decontenting is going to work. Maybe just the opposite. Look what Kia and Hyundai have done. Almost every vehicle is equipped with all of that stuff and economy of scale. Yeah. I mean, you probably cost you more now to make crank windows than it does to have electric windows. So, hey, when we come back, we're going to tell you about Jeep freshening up their lineup and a whole lot more. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Les Jackson, Fred Stubb. We are glad to be along for, uh, have you along for the ride. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com because, um, hey, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, yep, Instagram, right. all that stuff. And uh, we're glad to, that you're checking it out. Let's talk a little bit about Jeep. Uh, the rumor rumor going around, Les Jackson, that uh, the 5.7 liter Hemi that finds its way into things like the uh, Wrangler, the Grand Cherokee, um, and the Wagoneer uh, is going away. That they will have a, a turbocharged three liter inline six with lots of uh, pressurized cylinders uh, <laughs> to replace that and will have even more horsepower than uh, the uh, 5.7 liter Hemi. It, the, the code word for this engine is Tornado. And yeah. They had great a great 4 liter V6. It's one of their most bulletproof engines. It was replaced in 2007. I love that engine. I thought it was a great engine, actually. Um, and that was an AMC design. It lasted from 1964 to 2006. That, uh, that goes back. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, this will have, uh, comparable horsepower to the 5.7 liter, which right now produces anywhere from 357 to 392. 
Uh, and yeah, uh, but it only gets 18 miles to the gallon. <laughs> which can you can you imagine right now? Owning one of those and well, I think this pulling uh, up to the gas station six cylinder will do a lot better for them. I, I really do. It oh, was, it'll uh, probably do twice that at yeah. least. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, that. That's supposed to come out um, during the press days of the New York Auto Show, so we'll we'll be checking that out for sure. Uh, the other thing, their Cherokee got a refresh, and now. Uh, we don't have uh, a lot of info on this, but they're coming out. Remember, we were just talking about Stellantis saying we need to find ways to bring the price down. Well, they have something called the Cherokee X, which is sort of like a, a Trailhawk light when it comes to the Cherokee. You get a one-inch lift. You get the, the black 17-inch wheels, uh, standard four-wheel drive, and a 3.2-liter V6. Upgraded cloth vinyl seats. Uh, it will be available until later this year and have as a starting price of $33,995. So what they've done is they moved some of the equipment around, kept some of the things that people like, and uh, moved away some of the things that would lead to a higher price. When you look at the 2022 Cherokee Trailhawk, that started at $37,045. Uh, and and went up from there. So this is roughly about $5,000 cheaper, depending on what happens at the dealer. Um, so I think that's one way to cut costs, to bring out these kind of remarketed special editions. Yep. But, but still, you it can't is. cut out things people want, like heated seats, although a lot of that's being cut out due to the um, chip shortage. Isn't it funny... When they take that heated seat out, like if you want to put heated seats in, you can spend thousands of dollars. When they take it out, they give you a $50 credit. <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? Why don't they just wire it with switches and everything? And then, you know, when you can get a seat, uh, you just simply have to add the heating elements. Under, the board, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, or, or the heating elements are in there. It's just the little switch that maybe is, you know, who knows? Yeah. Get, put some toggle switches on like those long toggle, toggle switches like they do in the trucks instead. Uh, so, uh, so a little bit of news from Jeep, which is, uh, which is interesting. The other thing, uh, what we're seeing as people move over to electric vehicles is, uh, specialty performance versions of certain vehicles are just not going to be available. And uh, we talked about the WRX being available. It's it's kind of expensive, the new one. And I asked, what about the STI version? And this Friday, yesterday, uh, that Subaru announced it has ceased development of the internal combustion engine for its WRX STI, meaning the WRX is the only model out there. Probably we'll see a model, I would imagine, that has some of the STI styling, maybe some of the suspension, bigger wheels, right. the big wing. But there won't be a specific engine for that. Kind of brings an end to the Evo, Mitsubishi Evo and STI competition. That was, Those were always two vehicles that went head-to-head. -head. Vehicles that started as an economy car and went well beyond that. 
but uh, you can still get a WRX, and that has plenty of power and and performance. And um, I I never liked the STI yeah. when I first had one. I that big wing, I felt like unbolting it. I felt dopey driving around with it. You know? It was that that and the Evo. You know the 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 full full boat versions of either one. Uh, they were squirrely to drive. Yeah. Uh, pleasant when you wanted to go really fast in a short space and around a tight turn, but just everyday driving, they were almost annoying. Yeah. Yeah. That big wing, I was like, wow, if you could put something behind my mirror that I would block my view perfectly. That's right. right. (laughs) Well, except I opened the lid and I was like, oh, it's only four bolts. Maybe I'll just unbolt it. Those, when you accelerated, the torque steer was so great. You were looking off to the side anyway. Yeah. So, um, will it be missed? Sure. It will be missed. Oh, sure. But I think they may even have a a little bit higher version of the WRX. Who knows with a, with a tune on it or something like that, a bigger turbo, but, um, it takes a lot of money to build these engines and uh, get them certified. And it's not like the old days where you could have uh, six different engines available. Uh, everything from a 283 to a 427. I remember my dad had a station wagon and that was the, that was the lineage of engines. Uh, you could get a 283, a 327, probably a 350, yeah, a 400, and a and a 427 in various flavors of uh, tune. So, not anymore. That would be that would cause millions. No. So, there you have it. Hey, you're listening to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. Uh, we still have plenty more on the roster to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, we're going to talk some tech where VW has some hidden emblems that appear when uh, your car heats up, which is kind of an interesting thing to think about. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, two things you might watch out for, um, actually three things, um, as it relates to the war in Ukraine that could affect your vehicle. Uh, We'll talk about that. And I mentioned the feds have approved no vehicles with no steering wheels, not a manufacturing issue <laughs> just uh moving towards uh some vehicles right. being to fully autonomous take a course in how to lean <laughs> yeah weight transfer it's all yeah. weight transfer you lean to one side and parallel skiing para- <laughs> parallel skiing yeah so uh all is that all of that's coming up on cruise control a lot to get to and then we'll have that at the wheel review of the Hyundai Santa Cruz, which uh, has the lovely front end of the Hyundai Tucson. And then instead out back, it has a a small bed with some unique features, which we will talk about. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good vehicle. And I also liked the fact that it had a dual clutch transmission that actually worked really well. Uh, So... We'll talk about that when we come back on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine.
We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. We are rolling through an interesting story here, Fred, that uh, Volkswagen is, you know, they always... Uh, do tricky little things. <laughs> tricky little and, things. Uh, tricky. You 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 teased it a little earlier. They're they're working on hidden emblems uh, that show up when they get warm. Yeah, I I'm not quite sure how this would be used, but uh, it's interesting that let's say you had a car with no. Uh, None of these where where it was cool, you wouldn't see it. And then as you drive, things get revealed on your cars as it gets hot. Right. Uh, I'm not quite but sure. That, this was a patent discovered by Car Buzz. Where they're always they they have their person in the in the office. It was in the German Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, they use a flat surface and a, and a heat source, which could be the engine. And uh, and then it appears, a design appears in the paint. I don't know. I I'm not quite sure. I uh, I, I equate this to sort of an automotive mood ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, remember those? That's funny. <laughs> that's right. But what I I mean, we we have we're showing a picture of of a uh, looks like a a Jetta with uh, VW logos that appear on the hood. And I, I, I don't want that on my hood. No. Uh, it's cute. And it would impress, you know, the people at the uh, drive-in uh, Friday night cruise. Um, but no, thanks. Well, Maybe if you could do the color changing thing like BMW showed, where as your car starts out blue and then as you drive it, it gets red. <laughs> I don't know. I just think this is technology that, yeah, it's interesting, but I don't see how you would use it. It's interesting. Now, what would be nice would it, would be if, if they would appear and you could write messages well, I think you I know, think the cooler like thing speed up <laughs> would be a wrap that is an actual video screen, and that they do make very thin yeah. material that can project video. So imagine that your stripe sure. is now moving video or a moving graphic of some kind. Well, but you are you're 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 treading on safety issues because if if it becomes an attractive nuisance, then you make people distracted. Yeah, you can't be watching your favorite reality show projected on the back of someone's car as you're going down the yeah Yeah. they do though there was a law that they talked about and it hasn't quite happened yet uh i believe samsung was going to do this where big trucks would have to have a video monitor of some kind or screen on the back to show what's happening up front like hey is the light changing will i be able to make it through this light or is it yellow and this truck's going through that's one of the most annoying things when driving behind a big truck don't you agree Oh, absolutely. That's why I always try to get around them. It's very dangerous sitting behind one. Um, I like that idea. You know, it would be expensive. Uh, They'd have to clean it often. Yeah. 
but uh, I can see where the trucking people wouldn't want to do that. Hmm. Let's talk about um, a couple of stories here about how the war is affecting things or may affect you here. Um, interesting article in um, Car Buzz that the price of the um, precious metals used in catalytic converters is going sky high. This actually is according to the drive uh, palladium uh, and Russia's the biggest exporter of that, so they can't get it. So yep. there's some talk that people may really up stealing catalytic converters uh, because that has that in it. Uh, so we could potentially see more of that happening. Uh, something to watch out for. I mean, uh, you can't live outside with your vehicle. Certain people do make cages to put around them. No. Um, yeah, I, there are going to be some some effects, some cause and effect of, at this war. We don't even know about yet. Mm -hmm. um, with with uh, things like this, materials, because if Russia has all those materials uh, and they don't want to sell them to you, then you're going to have to work out a deal with the Chinese to buy them and then buy them from there. But they're going to end up costing much more money. Yeah, there's a lot of precious metals that come from Russia that won't be available that are used in, yeah. in auto production. We, we uh, used to buy all of our titanium from Russia. Okay. But we don't. Well, uh, we've sourced it. I'll check where, but we've sourced other places for it. You know what else comes from uh, Ukraine is neon, believe it or not. Neon. Yeah. Ukraine neon. is one of the biggest neon producers. And uranium. Uh, we know about that. <laughs> yeah. From the uh, issues of that going on. So uh, – it may spark, there was one article that I found in prepping the show. They say it may spark another microchip shortage. It could. Because neon is used in making microchips. So, noble gases, uh, they call it fractional well, that's right. dist neon, distillation. argon, xenon, krypton. So, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting how we're all uh, interrelated. Here. Well, we are, and and you know we got to keep that in mind. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about this ruling. The feds approve federal government approves cars without steering wheels in America. Now that might sound silly to you, but the NHTSA, National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration, has come up with a rule to up update occupant safety so it covers cars that have been assembled without traditional controls. If the manufacturer opted to omit it from a design because it believes autonomous features may make it unnecessary. Now, they were saying that you would have like a fold-away steering wheel or something that would slip under the dash or whatever. Uh, we're not at this part. They're just staying ahead of it, aren't they? Well, you have to because otherwise it takes years uh, for rulings to be done um so i'm all for nitsa doing this um it, it, it is not <laughs> it's not 
there will not be a no steering wheel car uh, on the roads anytime soon. Yeah. What's your what's your estimate for full autonomy? I, I'm still holding to 2030. I also think, too, people are going to focus more on developing electric cars. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and. There'll be a higher level of autonomy, things like Super Cruise and Blue Cruise and whatever. I would, uh, I would, and I, I am hoping to volunteer and don't laugh for a steering committee. <laughs> on, I will laugh because <laughs> that's on funny. this on this very subject. Yeah, um, yeah, interesting. But it, it, it's just you know, it's it's not gonna happen soon um because it can't there's Mm -hmm. too much technology that needs to come in first well talking about technology uh there's some new news for toyota that the mirai which yes is their coupe a premium rear wheel drive platform coupe an epa estimated range of 402 miles uh and uh, when you buy this, since it is a fuel cell vehicle and is powered on hydrogen, you get up to $15,000 of hydrogen fuel included with your purchase hmm. or lease. And you can purchase it, which is interesting, right? Absolutely. Um, I actually, I'll send you the, I have a picture of me in the first Mirai from uh, four years ago. Wow. Very cool. And that is a good range. Of course, Toyota has is in the forefront of fuel cell development and hydrogen power. They yeah. feel that there's still plenty of, um, you know, uh, potential in in creating this. Um, what do you? I I definitely think we shouldn't become too focused on only an electric future. We should look at some other options out. there. Like well, uh, yes, uh, just just like energy sources, uh, just like food sources, uh, we there is there is just simply not going to be one and only one solution. Yeah. Uh, so get the most uh, a combination of really efficient technologies. That's the best way to go. You know, it's interesting too. When the Mirai came out, it was very expensive. They didn't. They only allowed you to lease it. Now, the XLE gray grade starts at forty nine thousand five hundred. Not that, not that much higher than the average vehicle. So, That's so well, go very figure. close. Yeah. yeah. Hey, when we come back, we're gonna have an at the wheel review of the Hyundai Santa Cruz. So stay tuned to Cruise Control, your on air automotive magazine. We'll be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Uh, good to be back with you. And uh, we have an at-the-wheel review, Les Jackson. Mm. Uh, Hyundai, I had the Hyundai Tucson not that long ago. Which I thought was a, a really nice, uh, I believe I had the plug-in hybrid or the hybrid model. And I thought that was a pretty nice vehicle. I really did. Um, have you have you driven it? Uh, the the uh, Santa Cruz. Or the uh, in- Tucson. The, the, the Tucson. I'm so, um, 
No, I have I haven't been in the Tucson recently. Yeah, uh, I had the uh, I had the plug-in hybrid version of it, and I was pretty impressed with it. I like the clean styling on the inside, and uh, the overall styling on the outside was a little bit like um, was a little bit like origami. I would call it sheet metal origami. Uh, uh, interesting uh, description. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of styling in the sides of the vehicle. But uh, manufacturers always like to uh, use a vehicle design and get to something uh, a little bit different. And what we have today is an at-the-wheel review of the Santa Fe uh, of the Santa Fe of the Santa Cruz, uh, which is basically the Tucson, but out back instead of a traditional covered SUV, we have a very unique bed. In the back of it, that is very functional. Uh, it has a uh, tambrel door, which you can, uh, or or tonneau cover, which rolls up into a very nice small package. And underneath, just like the Honda Ridgeline, underneath the bed, they have a lockable storage area, and it is a little bit smaller and a little bit shallower than the Honda Ridgeline, but it also does have a drain in it. So if you want to fill it with your favorite beverage and ice, you can do that. Uh, and even there's even a release for the lid in case you're a very small person and can fit, fit in that space <laughs> and release it. That's a federal law. You do have the drain so you can fill it with ice and uh, drain the water out, uh, which is pretty interesting. And it is lockable. There's some storage on the side. There's a 110 uh, outlet, which is really handy to have in the back of your bed. And uh, then there's also a neat uh, movable tie-down system. So it's a very useful bed. It's a very short bed. It's smaller than uh, the Ridgeline and, of course, smaller than the Maverick and other small pickups. Um, the This vehicle is truly like the, the modern equivalent of an El Camino. And to pull that rotating cover back they give you a strap but the strap wasn't long enough so i had to kind of go around the side and uh, go back and pull it but you just pull it it locks in you can uh, flip a lock on the bottom and that will disable the uh, handle so it's locked you could have good locking storage or uh, twist it off and roll it back on the inside it is very much like the hyundai tucson Ours even came in the same kind of color. There are two flat panel displays that handle all the instrument duties. A little bit odd thing was the mounting of the heated steering wheel and heated and cooling seats controls. They're at a weird angle. No big deal, though. Very clean interior, uh, kind of luxurious uh, black with uh, some uh, small bits of trim. Uh, out back, uh, there is uh, some unique textured moldings on the side with a little Easter egg of the vehicle showing off the little Easter egg video. There's a little open window you can open in the back. They all get a 2.5 liter turbocharged engine and ours came with the uh, eight speed dual clutch transmission, which did a great job. Many dual clutch transmissions are, are jumpy and very uncomfortable. This one uh, shifted wonderfully. We did hear some noises underneath the vehicle when it was doing its shifting, but frankly, it was nice and smooth, no dead spots, and we enjoyed it a lot. I think it's a great-looking vehicle from the side. A little less of that 
sheet metal origami on the side. That They've toned down the doors, so these are unique doors. Uh, they are not shared with the Tucson. And out back, uh, as I said, it's got that bed out back. Very useful. The front end is still that distinctive front end of uh, the Hyundai Tucson that you either love or dislike. Uh, I, I happen to like the segmented lights. I, I think they're pretty cool. Um, let's talk pricing on this. And it was not uh, cheap. Uh, by the way, it does come with a five-year, 60,000-mile warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty, seven-year unlimited uh, anti-perforation warranty. Ours was in phantom black, by the way. Um, and so let's look at what was included. A ton of things are included because that's kind of how Hyundai does it. Virtually everything was included on this limited model, all-wheel drive model. Uh, full safety suite with driver attention warning, blind spot collision, rear cross traffic alert. You want that on your vehicle, real, rear tra cross traffic alert. Ours had 20-inch alloy wheels with a temporary compact spare mounted under the bed. Old school, Les Jackson. I had to look where it was because, as you know, I always like to look where the spare tire is located because it's a good thing to do rather than discover it good idea. a little bit later, you know, when you don't. Uh, smart cruise control with stop and go, dual automatic temperature control, rain sensing wipers, Hyundai digital key, did not use that. Um, remote engine start, 10.25 uh, digital in instrument cluster, and a 10.25 navigation with Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Uh, we've got the 115-volt uh, power inverter in the bed, a wireless charging device. See, they load it up with everything, don't they? There's not one thing well, they, do. They, they, they leave off. They always put everything into these vehicles and a lot of design in that bed. The only uh, the suggested retail price was thirty nine thousand seven twenty. The only thing they added here was carpeted floor mats for one ninety five. With freight and handling, it was one thousand one eighty five, uh, and then the total on that is forty one thousand one hundred. Uh, fuel economy for a somewhat heavy vehicle is not that bad. Uh, we are looking at uh, nineteen city, which is actually not that great. But uh, 27 on the highway, which is not all that bad. Not bad. So uh, a combined number of 22. Uh, this has not been crash tested yet, uh, and so we don't have any STARS information on this. Uh, but uh, it is built in Montgomery, Alabama, and the engine, uh, uh, the country of origin for the engine transmission is USA. Uh, I have to once again say that this transmission has done a great job they do a great job with this i've driven many dual clutch transmissions that are just terrible and i almost feel like there's no acceleration and then it catches while i did hear some shifting going on underneath and it sounded like linkages moving this thing always uh offered great performance and uh, i was pretty pleased driving it i really was i thought it was a unique take on it what Will a lot of people go for the pickup truck bed? I'm not sure. I mean, what do you think? It seems like it might be uh, sort of a niche vehicle, but uh, well, certainly I, useful. I think, you know, the Subaru Brat, which was very similar about 20 years ago, um, didn't sell well. But I think because so many people are buying pickups, 
for commuting, I think this will go very well. I, cause you don't need much of a bed. No, it, it is, as I say, the bed is shorter than even the Honda Ridgeline, which I think that the Ridgeline is a little bit more squared off, a little less stylish, more truck-like. Um, and I think this vehicle is a little bit more stylish in the back. It may come at the expense of the bed. Um, but the fact that uh, it has all of that design in the bed, they put a lot of effort into it. I would probably get a bed extender for this to be able to carry longer things. I think that might be a good idea. But there you have it, the Hyundai Santa Cruz. They finally built the pickup truck. Hey, it's time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. And I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.